the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rhody Fisher. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. My name is Rhody Fisher, and we're coming to you live from Hope Radio here in Corona, California. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We ask that you would be with all of us here. Dina made my special guest, as well as um, Mark and Sean and Guy and myself. Be with our words, Lord. Give us a clean heart and the right spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're in Psalm 58 this morning, and this is David writing about the unjust judges. And so we are going to start with Psalm 58. For the director of music to the tune of Do Not Destroy of David, a miktem. Okay, so that's just the prelude to the psalm, which I think is important too. Um, But let's go right into verse 1. I'm sorry, I'm being sidetracked. Somebody's calling me and I shouldn't have looked. Lord, give us understanding of your word. Do you rulers indeed speak justly? Do you judge uprightly among men? No, in your heart you devise injustice, and your hands met out violence on earth. Even from birth the wicked go astray. From the womb they speak it out wayward and speak lies. Their venom is like the venom of a snake, like that of a cobra that has stopped its ears. That will not heed the tune of the charmer, however skillful an enhancer may be. Break the teeth of their mouths, O God. Wow. Tear out, O Lord, the fangs of the lions. Let them vanish like water that flows away. When they draw the bow, let their arrows be blunted. Like the slug melting away as it moves along like a stillborn child, may they not see the sun. Before your pots can feel the heat of the thorns, whether they be green or dry, the wicked may be swept away. The righteous be glad when they are avenged, when they bathe their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then men will say, surely the righteous are still rewarded. Surely there is a God who judges the earth. Gosh, I'm not sure that I like that scripture about the stillborn child. It really paints a picture. But the slug, okay, I'll take that one. Um, Anyhow, thank you for your word, Lord. Give us understanding. I'm going to go right into introducing my guest. She sent me... um, some things that I really thought aired repeating, and so I've invited her to come again. Um, I think I've known Dina at least 25 years. Or longer. Or longer, yeah. Um, We met at Calvary Chapel Anaheim, and um, we've done ministry together uh, at the church, and then when we went to Calvary Fullerton, um, we've done ministry together, but um, one of the things that I really enjoyed was 
when we did a Bible study and worship at the ladies' home in Anaheim, and I think there were just eight ladies, and Elaine was the head of the house, and um, it was really a fun time. And also we did it at the men's home too, so that was great at the Victory Outreach Men's Home. Men's home. So welcome, Dina May. Thank you. Okay, so as I said, we, we go back a long way, and and we've done ministry off and on for a lot of years. And so you sent me some information on getting ready. And this is the time. I mean, we're in the last days. And so getting ready. So I remember asking you, getting ready for what? Like the end times, the last days, um, getting ready, you better accept Jesus as your Savior, which, and you said everything. So um, I, before I have you start, I do want you to remind the guests, in, in the event they hadn't seen the show, um, about your salvation and how you accepted the Lord and where you were in that whole, you know, what was going on in your life and and how that all came to be. So I accepted the Lord during the Jesus People Movement, and it was probably around 1974, 73. Um, as a little girl, I uh, would sit in my closet and I would just feel this this presence come, and I knew that this presence was reassuring. And I was baptized as a Lutheran uh, in the backyard of a a chapel down in Oceanside. And I remember the day like it was yesterday, a uh, little hill, um, just this tiny little concrete, like, look like a bird bath, little water in it. I remember being baptized, you know, and, and that day was significant. Something happened that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a six-year-old, you know, my understanding was just so much, but I know something happened. It's still, that day is still with me. Well, then years pass and uh, the Lord started to stir a friend of mine uh, and I to read the Old Testament after we did our homework. And so we would ride home from high school. We would do our homework diligently, and then we would start reading the Bible. And uh, it was God that stirred us to do that. So... uh, And the Old Testament, too. That's interesting. Well... We we were processing that it kind of sounded like God was a little angry at times, depending on the part that you read. So uh, incidentally, not incidentally, but it seemed at the time, now I see that it was God's provident plan. Uh, my friend Sue and I, we were introduced um, to the Knott's Berry Farm Maranatha Concerts. We were invited, and so three of us girls went together, and uh, I listened to different groups in the park worshiping Jesus, and it was more contemporary. Let's call it contemporary music at Mm -hmm. the time. Uh, They gave short testimonies, and I knew when I went home, you know, I think it was close to 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning, that I just needed to invite Jesus to be the Lord of my life which I did. So I sat uh, on my bed. Uh, you know, I'm I'm like 14 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. I sat on my bed and I, you know, closed my eyes real tight. And uh, I just said, okay, Jesus, uh, I understand that I'm supposed to invite you to be the Lord of my life. And so I invite you to come in. My eyes are still real tight, you know. And then I open up my eye and I'm, I, for some reason, I was expecting something to happen. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, nothing happened. Uh, and I thought, well, I did it. I guess I'm going to go to bed now. So I went to bed and, uh, you know, I'm in high school. So I go back to uh, my classes and um, over the intercom, uh, there was an announcement that was made 
uh, asking people to come to the lobby of the theater department to paint a mural. And I thought, I think I should do that. So I went and I met my friend Diana and she started to disciple me about Jesus. She introduced me to her pastor across the street from the high school Mm -hmm. and the rest is history. So something did happen Mm -hmm. the night that I accepted Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that something significant happened when I was six years old behind the Lutheran church in the little garden area when I was baptized. I believe something happened that night, obviously, when I accepted the Lord Mm -hmm. and it was by myself. I'd heard the testimony. I'd heard the instruction and it wasn't until I got home that it there was just this sense of, okay, now I need to do something with the information that I was given. So uh, then the Lord obviously sent someone to mentor and disciple. And wow. so he set it all up. Mm-hmm. And here I am, you know, 46-ish years later. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Praise the Lord. I I knew that testimony, but it sounds so fresh when you hear it again. Thank you for sharing that. I want you to delve right in to let's get ready. Let's yeah. get ready. He's coming yeah. soon. There's no time to waste. Yeah. So where are you going to begin? Well, my day job is to sell handmade product in shows. Uh-huh. And there are some customers that come back to me Mm -hmm. uh, every show. And there's a little guy that they bring. And I've watched him go from sitting in a carrier to now walking around. And I tease him and he teases me back. So I've gotten to know this family over probably a few years time. So uh, this last show, they came and they didn't have a little guy with them. And they, uh, after, you know, they had chosen some things that I'm putting names on. I personalize things. The grandmother started to tell me a story. And right away, I could just feel my heart breaking. And my eyes started to tear up. And I just felt this incredible compassion. And the the family is going through a very difficult time the the child is um split between two parents and one of the parents is acting quite inappropriately and it's affecting this child in a terrible way mm-hmm. so i i'm ready as a believer i'm ready i'm ready and god knows that he can interrupt my day so i put my hand on grandma's shoulder And I started to pray and I had to hold back the tears while I was praying. My husband happened to be there. uh, And so he moved in and together we prayed for justice. We prayed for uh, God to step in. And it was interesting because the moment that I mentioned God, I could feel her shoulders move. And I thought, that's a reaction. And I don't know that her experience with God is necessarily pos- positive. So when, when you talk about the phrase, are you ready? Yeah, are you ready to meet Jesus? Are you ready to make a decision? But in my case this last week, the Lord was basically saying, here is someone who is hurting you know, Jesus move with compassion. Do we, do we give God the opportunity to break into our day and say, look, will you spend this time with this individual? This person is hurting. They need compassion. They need my compassion. Will you be the vehicle for my compassion to flow? Mm-hmm. So we prayed and, uh, I I won't share more because it's very personal, but I was observing some different things happening. So for me as a believer, 
I'm ready to share my testimony. I'm ready to pray for a person. Um, I was reading in Matthew 9, and the Lord highlighted a word that started a little investigation. So in Matthew 9, it says Jesus was going through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. So God got a hold of that word distressed. What does distress mean? Harassed, dispirited, thrown down. And if I look at our society right now, COVID, lockdown, political unrest, all kinds of things going on. Is there a time suicide rate is up, divorce rate up, people separating from each other, disunity all over the place. If there was a time in our nation when people were distressed, dispirited, in other words, harassed and thrown down, it would be now. Jesus moved with compassion amongst the people. And so when I say, are you ready? Are you ready to show the compassion of Christ to a people who is thrown down and and distressed? Hmm. And if we can just look, I know that people, some of the, the harshest, some of the hardest people, some of the, how do I want to put it? Their sin is obvious. Mm-hmm. They need the compassion of Christ. It's not up to me to judge them. It's up to me to be the vehicle of God's love. God's love reaches the hardest heart. And then God's love can begin to work in those things that we would recognize as the fallen nature, sin, God, God can work that all out. I don't have to work that out. My job, and I'm ready, is to share the compassion of Christ. And then he will begin to work in their lives and reorder their behavior, reorder their thoughts. And he does that through a process. He sent me Diana, and she was a mentor. Are you ready to be a mentor? Are you ready to show the compassion of Christ? Are you ready to be a a mentor? And then the word says that we need to be ready to give every man. And let me read this in the Amplified. Um, It's 1 Peter 3.15. But in your heart set Christ apart as holy. Acknowledge him, giving him first place in your lives as Lord. Always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to account for the hope and the confident assurance elicited by faith that is within you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Beautiful. Yeah. It, 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 that says it all. I think part, part of us um, feel like, oh my gosh, this guy is doing this. You know, he's cussing every day. He's stealing. He's doing all, whatever he's doing. And we want to fix that first before we, you know, introduce them to Christ. And our, our, our job isn't to fix anything. Our job is just to present the gospel. And, and so fixing that is God's part. Yes. Yeah. So think about Jonah. Mm-hmm. Jonah was asked to go to Nineveh and he was upset uh-huh. because he knew, oh, I know He's what you're going to do. You're going to save those people. I'm not having it. And where did he end up but in the belly of a whale? Yeah. And uh, the prodigal son? The prodigal son spends half of his inheritance and then comes back when it's gone. Lord, guard us from being the son who stood up on the porch jealous of the favor that was being given to the prodigal. Mm -hmm. 
we have to be careful that we don't become jealous to the favor. I propose that there will be people who come to know the Lord and we will see God raise them up into places of influence, raise them up into ministry. And maybe some of us might be standing around going, well, I haven't sown my life into the world. Mm -hmm. Why are they doing that? Why do they have, you know, the platform Mm -hmm. and the whatever? We have to guard against being jealous. God can do whatever he wants with whomever he wants. So are we ready to accept the fish that are coming in? And they're going to have scales that need to be cleaned. And are we ready to act with the compassion of Christ and love them into who they are, Mm -hmm. the way that God sees them, not the way that they are now, but the way that God sees them. God has a future and a hope and a plan for everyone. So am I going to look at them with the nature that I see that they have fashioned today, or am I going to be rooting them on? to be the person that God has created them to be. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's hard to, to kind of relinquish that part of us that wants to fix everything and, and, and see results and, and then present the gospel. Um, Yeah. Or hard to see someone else getting so much. And thinking, what about me, Lord? Yeah, we have to get the eye out of it. Mm -hmm. What is God's agenda? So some may say, I'm not a preacher. I don't know how to share the gospel. But I propose to you, do you know how to share what God has done in your life? I'm here today sharing what God is doing in my life. And then God rests his presence, his anointing on those words, and it targets the people that he needs Mm -hmm. to hear what is being said. And then I step out of the way and God does his bit. But we all have a testimony. We all can tell people how God has answered prayer. Oh my goodness, we were going through this situation and God showed up. That's sometimes the gospel that someone needs to hear The fact that there is a living God, that he does answer prayer, that he does show up, and that he does help us, sometimes that's what people need to hear because they have been so disappointed by XYZ in their life. And so here we come and we share, no, there is a God and he's worked in me. Yes, I can show you Bible scriptures, but I can also tell you about how God did things that is not possible. A friend of mine just had a major stroke two weeks ago yesterday. At first, all she could answer was, you know, very, very distorted uh, words. One arm and one leg. Uh, is para- was paralyzed. And now she's talking in less than two weeks mm. as though there had been no blood clot that traveled to her brain, no stroke. And uh, she's starting to get a little movement in the arm and the leg. So the notes on her file is this woman is making accelerated progress. And she said, they're all stunned. And so she's praying for people at the rehabilitation place. She's listening to a Bible app on her phone and she's praying over her body. We're praying over her body and God is showing up. So my friend has a testimony. She's hearing people weep in their rooms because they too have suffered greatly and so from a distance she's praying for them and she's seeing breakthrough. We will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yes. That's it. 
Yep. That's one of the scriptures the Lord gave me for the show, because I do believe that um, not only does your testimony as it goes out help others to make a decision for Christ, but it helps you to rehear it and reminds you what God has done for you. Oh, absolutely. And it, it drives us to overcome the next obstacle. Yeah. 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 I don't have everybody's answers. And I don't have to have everybody's answers. Um, I personally don't like to get into theological debates in the marketplace. Yeah. I don't find a lot of fruit from that. I know what the word says. I can share what the word says. And when someone's hungry, I look for the hungry one. Then I know the door is open and I can share from what I know and what I've studied. Generally, I find that people are thrown down and distressed in terms of their state of mind. Mm-hmm. And they- Sean, is there a chance you could put the camera just on her while she's talking? Thanks. Okay. So, so I find that people are, like we said earlier, you know, struggling to make sense of this world, struggling to make sense of what is going on. And so we have the opportunity to go out and share the love and the joy of what we experience with Christ Jesus. And I know in my life, God opens many opportunities because I've said yes. And so my question is, are you ready? Have you said yes to the Lord? Are you ready to be that person Uh, on the spot that is going to come out of your comfort zone and put a hand on someone's shoulder and just start to pray. You don't have to, uh, to show the love of God. You don't have to have gone to seminary. You don't have to be, um, have tons of scriptures memorized. You have the testimony of God in your life and you can share that. Now, I'm not saying that uh, you don't need to know the word and you don't need to study. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I want to encourage is that sometimes the first bite, the first meal that someone needs is to experience the love and the compassion of God, just like Jesus going to find the Samaritan woman. Remember, he went out of his way and he found the Samaritan woman at the well in the middle of the day, and he ministered to her. And if you read and look at the way that he ministered to her, he was absolutely um, upfront about her life and the sin in her life, but he showed her compassion. And what resulted, what resulted was, is that she runs back to the town and the town hears the testimony And comes to know Jesus, the Samaritans. So Jesus moved with compassion. And so I propose that we need to check our heart and make sure that our heart is compassionate towards those that are needing to hear a good word. And what is a good word? God loves you. That situation that you're going through, God has the answer. I may not know the answer, but I know the one who knows the answer. I was in a Walmart a few weeks ago and I only had a few minutes of time to run in and get supplies and then run back out. And as I was choosing some product, I needed a price to make a decision between a couple of different items. So I asked the stalkers that were putting product on the shelves Where, you know, do you have one of those devices that can tell me the prices on these items? They pointed me to a pole way down an aisle and they said, there's a price checker right there. So as I'm going down, I heard this little knowing in my mind. And I felt like the Lord was saying, one of the people that you're passing is very, 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 very sad and having a very hard time. So I said, Lord, I see a few people. You've got to show me who. And he pointed me to one individual. And so I went up to this person and I said, 
okay, I'm going to ask you a question just out of nowhere. And it's probably a strange question. And you don't have to answer me if you don't want to. But are you going through a hard time? And the woman looked up at me and she said, my husband died three weeks ago of COVID. And I just found out that my girlfriend last night died, one of my best friends in the world. And here she was at work because she had to be at work because her finances depended upon this little Walmart job. So I said, I told her the story. I said, well, I just came in here for a short while to grab some things, but the Lord told me that somebody around me was going through a very hard time. And so I know that right now, Jesus wants you to know just how much he loves you, just how much he cares for you. So the tears are streaming down her face. Now, I know that she's at work and I don't want her to get in trouble. And so I said, well, can I pray for you? But I was careful not to put my hands on her. I just stood there talking to her as though we were talking because I want to protect her. I know that the Lord wants to reach out to her, but I don't want her to get in trouble by a boss who just happens around the corner and says, what are you doing? You're supposed to be getting all these things out of this box and on the shelf. So I looked at her and I prayed and I said, just keep your eyes open and I'm going to keep my eyes open and we're going to pray. And I just, I started to pray and she was doing everything she could to uh, not cry. And she reached out and she gave, she said, is it okay if I hug you? And I said, absolutely. And so she gave me a hug and she said, you have no idea how much this means to me. I just, I've just been so upset and so sad. And she said, it really is going to change the rest of my day today because this has been so incredibly hard. So when I proposed the question, are you ready? Are you ready to just put on the compassion of Christ and let him tap you on the shoulder, even if you're busy? And are you ready to share with a world that is, you know, you're living through it, despondent about COVID? Are we ever going to get back our freedom? Are, am I going to get COVID? I've lost this person, that person in my family, my neighbor has died of COVID. Am I going to get the COVID because I ate cookies that they brought over to my house? You know what I'm talking about. All these thoughts that go through our minds, there's a lot of unrest. And it's the love of Christ that people need to hear. And so my plea this morning is, are you ready to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Are you ready to go to the Samaritans? Are you ready to receive in the new that are coming in? I was listening, and I can't tell you which ministries because I was actually uh, driving when I was listening to these testimonies, but I was hearing of tent revivals that are going on. I do know one, Mario Murillo. Uh, I'm familiar with his ministry, but there's other individuals that are putting tents up and people are coming and they're watching God begin to do things uh, in the midst of these tents. People are dedicating their life again to the Lord. Uh, Mario Murillo was sharing that uh, even drug dealers have brought their, their supplies and put it at the altar and said, I'm not going to do that anymore. And God is changing lives. Harvest is here. It says... In the word in John 4, 35, do not say there are yet four months. Then comes the harvest. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. That means that at any time the fields are already ripe because what is God doing? He's moving in men and women's hearts all the time. The Lord searches and he looks at the heart of ind individuals, 
people who will believe and step into relationship with him, who will follow him. It, that's always going on. But I say there is a harvest upon us, a great harvest that upon that is upon us. And just like in the Jesus people movement, when I was saved, there is another flood of salvations that are coming. I'm so expectant. I've been waiting and waiting and it's starting to happen. The wave of the spirit is falling. The drops that are coming off the top of the wave are beginning to drop onto the land. In Isaiah's time, there's uh, there was a statement from the Lord, Isaiah 44, 3, for I will pour out water on the thirsty land and the streams and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing upon your descendants. Beloved, I believe that that's where we're at again. I believe that our thirsty land, our dry ground is going to see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's begun. And I believe that you, like I, can be part of an army that gets to. It's not a have to. It's not a have to. It's a get to. There is joy in my heart when God taps me on the shoulder and says, okay, that one. Go minister to that one. And oftentimes I have no idea what I'm going to say. And at first I got kind of tangled up in that. I would get a little worried about, well, what if I don't say it right? What if I blow it? What if I say the wrong thing? And I have just found is that if I just follow the lead of the Lord, and I think the greatest thing that people, especially now, because of COVID, because of you know the political atmosphere that we're living in right now, the uncertainty. What people need is that reassurance that they're not alone, that God is real, that God sees them, and that, yes, God will help them. That's the compassion. That, that is what compassion looks like. Then are you ready to disciple? The fish are coming in. Are you ready? Like Diana was so many years ago, she was ready to disciple me. She took me under her wing. She started to talk to me about the Lord. She made time for me. And beloved, I propose that there's a lot of fish coming in. So God's going to be tapping on shoulders. You may not have a Bible study in your home. You may not have a lot of followers. But I propose to you that when you say yes, the Lord is going to lead new fish to you that will ask you questions. No, you don't have to know all the answers today. The great thing is that we can depend on the Lord to show us what to share with people. Being in the word on a regular basis sows that into us. We, we build the testimony of the word in, in here. And then at the moment that the Lord requires it, he can raise up that word and he can share that to an individual that is needing to hear that word. He's just looking for you to say yes. So I want to lead you in a prayer. If you feel like the Lord has been stirring you, and you've been identifying with fears or your concern about not knowing how or if you will do it right. Why don't we take that to the Lord right now? So just in your heart, pray with me. Lord God, I want to be ready. I want to be ready to share my testimony. And I'm feeling you doing something inside right now. <coughs> I'm feeling like, you want me to be more open. This may seem a little scary, God, but I'm going to trust you because I know you and I know the way you speak to me. I know the way you work in my life. So Lord, I'm going to put down my fear and I'm going to ask you to come right now and bring new boldness in Jesus name. I'm going to take a sip of water and how appropriate. We have to be filled <clears throat> with the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to be filled and filled and filled. The early disciples, they experienced a great outpouring 
Amen. But they were filled over and over again. We need to have our minds consistently renewed by the indwelling of the word. So one of the greatest ways, like I said before, that you get ready is to be filled. You and I get dry. The word that we had yesterday, the teaching that we had yesterday is good. It's in there, but we need to keep being filled. So committing to letting the word wash over you to bring you into the plumb line with the Lord, his purposes, his plan for this hour. So maybe you came to this broadcast and maybe you once walked with the Lord and maybe you're a little distant from the Lord. Right now, you can rededicate your life. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I feel you're doing something right now. So I rededicate my life to you right now. And I'm going to say yes to you again. And I'm going to say, Lord, come right now and remove the distance I'm sorry for wondering. I'm sorry that you haven't been important in my life like you should be. So Jesus, right now, I'm going to give you back my attention. I want to reconnect with you. I'm going to make you important again, but I need your help. I've let things get in the way. So Lord, come and help me to rededicate myself to you. Give me a fresh filling of you, God, just like when I first gave my heart to you. Maybe you have found yourself trapped in a sin. Maybe because of life, because of disappointment, many reasons. Maybe you've given yourself into some things that you shouldn't have. And maybe the spirit of conviction is falling on you right now. And maybe the Lord is saying into your heart right now, I love you so much. I want, I want those things out of your life because they're going to steal from you. They are going to lead to death. So if that's you right now, just follow what I'm going to pray. Lord God, I recognize that I have sinned, that I have let sin and name the sin out loud. I've let this sin into my life. Oh Lord, please forgive me. Please wash me clean right now by the blood of the Lamb. I rededicate myself to you, but I can't do it by myself. I need the power that raised Jesus from the dead to deliver me right now from this sin, from this oppression. Jesus, be my helper. Jesus, come. So I'm going to pray. So, Father God, I just pray right now that whoever right now is recognizing that sin has had a hold, I pray, Lord, for your hand to move upon their life, to create a pathway in front of them, to be able to walk out from that sin and to walk out into freedom, freedom that is empowered, Lord, by your presence by your kingdom, by your word working in their life. I pray for that pathway to be clear. Lord, you call us overcomers. And so I say, Lord God, release your power to these who are right now recognizing they have fallen prey to sin and need your power, your hand to deliver them. Lord, bring that deliverance now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So years ago, Rodi and I learned 
how to share the gospel. We learned how to share four spiritual laws. And we learned to try to teach people what they needed to know before they had even made that decision for the Lord. I have to say that right now, what I experience is that people are needing to know the Lord, to be able to walk through that door of relationship and then the four spiritual laws and then the working of the word, working in their life to begin to take off those things. Uh, I think that is the scenario that, that I'm comfortable with. So when I'm out in the marketplace, I am way more um, likely to share a prayer that builds and encourages and focuses people on Jesus. There have been times when the Lord has um, given me just an unction to share something that was um, more instructive, but that is few and far in between. What I experience more often is that the Lord is looking to establish a relationship with someone and build a bridge pull them onto that bridge of relationship and then through love begin to bring the change that brings life, that brings eternal life. Yeah. Did you want to lead people to the Lord? Yes. Okay. Sure. Let me take another sip of water. Okay. Because you did give quite a few scenarios there to pray about. Well, there's several scenarios that are applying. I know. So if you've never, if by providence, not by chance, if by providence you tuned in and you're watching this wacky 61-year-old. <laughs> wow, you're 10 years younger. I'm yeah. 71. Yeah. See, two women who are not afraid to share their age. Anyway, so if you've, if you've tuned in and you're just, you just can't turn it off. God is drawing you and you don't know him, then I want you to pray this prayer with me. Lord God, I recognize that I don't have a relationship with you, but something is stirring. Something is happening. I'm recognizing that I don't know you. So God, I want to open the door I want to invite you in. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I recognize as I'm listening that I've done things that I would be ashamed to talk to you about. So I ask you to forgive me for doing those things. And I, I know enough to know that Jesus did something on a cross and so I'm telling you, Jesus paid for your sin. He's waiting for you to say, I receive what you did for me on that cross, that you took my penalty. So just tell him in your own words right now, Jesus, I receive what you did. I thank you that you took my penalty for my sin. Come. I'm opening the door to my heart to you right now. So come in. I believe. I believe that you're doing something right now. I don't understand it all, but I believe something's happening. So I confess with my mouth that I believe Jesus is doing something. Now, if you made that confession out of your mouth, I want you to tell somebody, get a hold of this program, get a hold of someone you know that's a believer and tell them quickly, God did something in my heart this morning. I have made a decision to believe in Jesus. I have made a decision to let him come into my heart. Quickly tell somebody that you've done that. It's so important. And then the Bible, 
I know it's big. Start in the New Testament. Read the four Gospels. What are the four Gospels, you might ask? The four Gospels are the first four books in the New Testament. Read about Jesus. Let him show you who he is through his word. Thank you, Dina. Wow, that was so good. Dean, if you're out there and you have said one or more of those prayers with Dina and would like to let us know, please call us here at Hope Radio. Or you can go to my website, On the Road with Jesus, and road is spelled R-H-O-D-E, On the Road with Jesus, and let us know that you've either made a commitment to Christ, rededicated yourself to the Lord, or maybe even wanted more, like Dina had said, Um, and you want it to be more ready for whatever God has for you. Uh, Let us know that you've prayed one or more of those prayers and would like to tell us. Um, You can email me at rahfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com, or you can call me at 951-817-0094 and leave a message at that number. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Dina, for coming. And we'll be here every week on the road with Jesus. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rhody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rhody Fisher at rawfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com, spelled R-A-H-F-I-S-H-E-R at ontheroadwithjesus.com, or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project, Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.